Texas Baseball Report with your host, Rip Griffin. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Texas Baseball Report. It is the eve of college baseball. The NCAA tournament is coming up starting tomorrow on Friday, and that's what we are going to be talking about on this episode of the Texas Baseball Report. I am your host, Rip Griffin. You can follow me on Twitter at RipGriffin3. You can follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Texas Baseball Report. Joining me on this NCAA baseball tournament eve is Christian Rao from the Rao Report. Christian, how's it going, man? Hey man, how you doing? Um, it was it's great to be back. I know last time I was on the show, we had a college baseball preview, and now we're talking where we're at for the Super Regionals and now the World Series. Man, I'm excited. This is gonna be fun to talk about. This this is great because right before the season started, we kind of did our predictions to kind of see how everything would kind of pan out, and now we've actually played the season. The season has come to an end. We got the conference championships. There are, have been one. That's over. Now it, now it's time to talk some. NCAA tournament baseball. The road to Omaha is officially underway, and it's going to be exciting because there's a lot of great teams, especially a lot of our Texas teams that are in the tournament that made it into the field of 64, but we have some that were snubbed, even your teams that were snubbed as well. So we're going to touch on that real quick before we break into our uh, regionals, which are coming up. So UTSA, let's just dive right into it. UTSA, had probably one of the most best seasons in their school 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 program history. Uh, you know, UTSA is just a small school in San Antonio, but they've kind of come on, especially with in the Conference USA, and they they were snubbed. They were snubbed. Now they had one of, like I mentioned, one of the best records in, in program history. When we look at RPI, right, that's one of the things that basically the elect committee i don't even know what you call them but the nominee yeah i guess i'm being nice right so um but utsa overall record of 38 and 20 you know they had a strength of schedule overall at a number 64 but they got snubbed that's just wrong i i I don't know about you but that's just wrong because you look at christian your team old dominion they got snubbed as well hard hardcore (laughs) Hardcore. So UTSA ranked 36 in RPI. Old Dominion's ranked 40 in RPI. And when we look at the strength of schedule, like I mentioned, UTSA is at 64. Old Dominion's at 70. These two schools, these two programs were almost close in in schedule. And they got snubbed. It's kind of, it's messed up, man. I I don't know what your feelings are on it. What What do you think? Well, obviously, I'm 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 hurt from it because this was a great season. Uh, for, obviously, for Old Dominion, my alma mater, that was um, I thought this was a really good year for them. I mean, they were at the top of the leaderboards for home runs for the entire country. Um, you know, I've talked about how I thought Carter Trice was going to be amazing. He was great, but there were some guys that stepped up like Matt Kootenay, and um, it just the, the pitching staff was amazing. So seeing. Um, seeing some just, you know, some super, super seniors really take off for Old Dominion was really cool. And it's hard for me for, to justify ODU being snubbed with, you know, with no bias here after sweeping arguably the hottest team in the country right now, ECU. And, and obviously it was just an exhibition game. So it was just a one game series, but Old Dominion beat Virginia, who if I'm not sure, quote me if I'm wrong, pretty sure they're the fifth team in the country. So I'm not sure why. Old Dominion was snubbed. There's a couple on the East Coast over here too. I know um, we're going to focus on Texas that were um, that gave me a lot of question marks. I feel like they weren't. Um, so we had a conversation during the preview um, a couple months ago how we went through conference by conference. They were not to the ACC whatsoever. No, they no. they didn't. They they gave Notre Dame a, a not a host site or not even really a top 16 seed, which was surprising to me. And then they didn't even let Notre or NC State join the tournament as well, which is to me it was crazy. Um, I thought they deserved the shot in. So in my mind, outside of the Texas realm, because there are a few teams in Texas that got snubbed, and I'm sure we're going to talk about them here soon. ODU should have been in, and NC State should have been in as well. There should have been some spots that found them in there. What hurt ODU ultimately was their strength of schedule, but the teams they played when they were tough, they played, they won. Like I said, ECU, 
and Virginia. Yeah, exactly. You know, looking at, at UTSA, I mean, uh, early midweek matchups, I mean, they didn't get a chance to play TCU because that game was postponed. But, um, you know, they did, you know, face Oklahoma. They did drop that series. Um, Louisiana Tech, which was one of those teams that we had talked about in, in the preview before the season started as a team to watch, um, they didn't, UTSA just, uh, they dropped that series as well. But, um, you know, they did make up that TCU. They did beat TCU, who was ranked um, kind of towards the latter part of the season. Charlotte was another team I remember us talking about in, in the preseason preview that mm-hmm. was going to come out and look like they were going to be a team that was going to be hot. UTSA beat them. They swept them, um, you know, per, pretty good. And yeah. then you you get into, um, you know, Old Dominion. Uh, they did take that series uh, two games to one there. Um but I mean, other than that, I mean, they split a series with Texas State, who's also in the tournament. But Texas State came on pretty, pretty hot towards you know, right out the gate, really. To be honest, they, but they really did, yeah. Especially you know, after that Texas series. Yeah, we'll, we'll kind of touch on that here in just a minute. But I mean, all in all, I mean, you look at the schedule. I mean, overall, I mean, thirty-eight and 20, 1911 the Conference USA, UTSA should have at least been giving a opportunity to actually be in the tournament as far as uh, maybe I think they might have been on the bubble, but at least be the first four in um, just to, I mean, give them a shot. I mean, uh, like I can mention, I don't know a whole lot when you talk about RPI. I mean, there's other things that probably came into factor as well, which is, you know, the, the teams they faced as far as, you know, their RPI rankings, uh, home and road splits, neutral splits. I know um, Oral Roberts is a team that I have kind of been fixated on just to kind of do some sort of comparison because if you look at uh, Oral Roberts, they're at a 102 in yeah. RPI. Uh, Hofstra is another team that's in the tournament at a 118. And there's these other teams that just did so much better but just did not make it. I mean – uh, it's it's crazy. Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon is a team that came in just out of nowhere uh, at 40 and 20. And and they're in the tournament and they're ranked out of 54 RPI, which is, you know, not as <laughs> not as good as, you know, right. UTSA and, and Old Dominion. But I mean, I mean, come on, guys. I mean, uh, it's just weird how they do this stuff, you know, how they yeah. calculate it. And that's uh that's still lots, lots to learn from for me to educate myself. But I just wrapping my head around it. It's just I can't, I can't fathom how this kind of came into place. It's, I don't know. Somebody's taking some cash on the table somewhere. Oh, maybe. I mean, this is <laughs> this is the year I feel compared to ones in, in recent past, at least in my mind. And I know I've followed college baseball way more closely this year than others in the past. So I could be completely wrong. But it feels like some of these snubs have really been tracked more than. Um, throughout the you know, the mainstream media more than in years past. So this might be a year to really look at maybe RKU. Is this the way we should run this field of 64? Is there too many automatic bids? Or is there enough automatic bids? Because it, there, there should be times for some of the smaller conferences to get in the tournament. I'm all for that as well. It shouldn't just be a Power 5 tournament. Also, what about this, Rip? The basketball tournament does it. What if there was playing games for those play those final? There were 68 instead of 64. Maybe ODU would have been there. Maybe UTSA would have been in those playing games. That would have been really cool. Imagine an ODU North Carolina State playing game. That would have been neat. I like it. I like it. I think you need to bring a little bit more, you know, give these teams an opportunity to get in that are on the bubble and make it, yeah, one game play in, boom, you're you're in the tournament. You know, that's um uh, uh, scheduling might might be an issue, but you know what? Hey, this is college baseball now. This is like the premiere of, of you know college sports, in my opinion. When you look at baseball, because there's so much that goes into it, you've got teams that, and it, it, be, it was a little bit more interesting this year because we had teams that were not there that were canceling games because of RPI because they didn't want to lose the RPI rating. And what are, what are your thoughts on that? Because it kind of adds a new dynamic to college baseball when we look going into next season because we're going to see prob- probably a similar setup because teams that are uh, 
you can say that they're in the tournament. You can say that you know they're they're there, but they don't want to lose uh, that uh, hosting hosting a regional right. is probably the the most key premier thing in college baseball. And but what do you think about teams actually canceling games to protect their RPI? And I agree. By far, hosting uh, a regional is one of the biggest things that a program can do for college baseball. Uh, it brings in a decent amount of revenue, brings in fans. That's uh, something great. We saw it with Tennessee last year, how impactful it was. I think that was one of the biggest things last season that we saw um, that really changed the way that people pay attention to cities. What I feel about the RPI and people canceling games, that has to change. There has to be some sort of um, modification, a penalty or, or something that hurts them. If there's a schedule that's built upon, if we go back to finances again, hey, the college baseball doesn't have a lot of um, a lot of money or a lot of financial backing, yeah, exactly. especially in those power five schools or even in the smaller schools. Um, you know, there's a reason why uh, the number 11.7 circles around college baseball all the time, because that's the only kind of scholarships they get. If you think that is the only thing that is impacting this team is just the financial scholarships. It's everything else. The stadiums aren't as nice as uh, because of the majority of teams focus on football and basketball. It's just how it right. is. Yeah. So if you're going to cancel games because RPI is affected, well, those teams that are a lower RPI are probably teams that are struggling financially because it's going to happen to them over and over again. It's not good for the game. And it's only going to continue to grow this tier of top heavy teams over and over again. It's going to impact recruiting year after year. It just can't happen. There has to be some sort of fix that needs to happen this off season. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things that, that I just thought about is you've got teams that are there up in the upper Northeast, Northwest, you know, where, mm -hmm. you know, the like the southern teams you know the weather the climate is relatively warm so these guys can get into to playing these tougher schedule games while you know these teams that are up there in, in the northeast and whatnot they have to kind of wait a little bit they have to do a lot of traveling technically because they can't play because you know of the weather snow and, and whatnot that happens at the early part of the of the, the season certainly that has something to kind of affect that as well and you know uh, I'm all for trying to, you know, I, I really, I, I am, I am for, you know, more scholarships, more, um, because if you're not a D1 player, I mean, and you're not getting that type of scholarships and whatnot, I mean, and you want to try to make it to the, to the next level, you, you have to kind of go a different route. And we're going to see more and more players not get into D1. They're going to go Juco or division two, uh, just so you know, they can get a little bit more exposure and get those opportunities because even following D D two and D three, you know the college world series, it's that which is happening right now as well. But I mean, there's a lot of great baseball that's being played, and these guys go out there and they and they compete, and you know they may not get the full scholarships or the like you mentioned the eleven point seven, but you know something's got to change within D one baseball because it's it's a great game being able to go and partake and and listen to the fan bases banter back and forth but yeah you know, we need to fix the rpi rating because you know we need more uh competition you know especially with those teams up there in the, in the northeast as well so yep agree 100 yeah it's but uh, anyways, that's kind of our, our our spill on that. It's kind of frustrating that these teams didn't get in because they obviously deserved it. it they worked really hard. I mean, to get 40 wins in college baseball, especially at the D1 level, is is pretty hard to do, uh, no matter who you're playing, because the competition is always fierce and is always you know great baseball no matter what. But um, you know, maybe we'll see something happen next season, and maybe we'll see these teams break into the the field of 64 maybe we'll have 68 you know maybe there's always that possibility but uh let's go and dive into the tournament now because we've got uh six of these texas teams that are in the tournament right now two of which are asking are actually hosting regionals we're gonna start in college station first because the uh, texas a&m aggies came are actually started the season i don't even think they were on our um our, our preview i think there was there were the team to watch Mm -hmm. as far as they're in the sec west uh i know arkansas was one of our our picks to actually win that um that division and texas a&m came out of nowhere quarter uh, sort of around mid-season big time win in austin against the texas longhorns that kind of catapulted them 
Uh, and then they also, you know, wins over. Uh, I don't think they had a win over Texas State, but Texas State's one of those teams that also came on. We'll kind of touch when they get into the uh, the Stanford Regional here in just a little bit. But Texas A&M started the season unranked. Now they're ranked number five, hosting a regional. How key is that? How important is that for these Aggies? Oh, it's got to be very. It's very key. And you know, I think hosting is is huge in in college baseball. I feel like there is a huge competitive advantage that is very hard to explain how how important it is and i think one thing that i think we missed with texas a&m is that um we saw a, a a team that you know there was a lot of peril with their coaching last year yes yeah and, and, it, and it changed this year um and uh, i'm losing his name i know it's it's a crazy last name of his of, his, of the coaching here um Jim, Jim Schlossnagel. There it is. Thank you so yes. much. Appreciate yep. it. Yeah. See, it got me, Mom. but he was with TCU. If I correct, remember correctly for yep. the longest yep. time. And now he's back with, well, he's with Texas A&M in his first year, getting, brings him to the postseason. Not only is he in the postseason, he's hosting. I feel like they got a lot of momentum. It's going to be a very, very fun regional at, at college station though. Yeah. Well, one of the things that's going to make this regional so unique is that actually TCU is in this, is in this regional. Right. <laughs> So, so now you've got your first-year head coach at Texas A&M facing his former club and new head coach. Um, uh, gosh, I forgot his name. Um, Kirk Sarlus. There we go. That's I'm, uh, I'm really bad with uh, college baseball coaching. I really am, and I probably probably should get better at it. But yeah, it's but it's the carousel. It's the carousel mm. that these coaches are constantly moving back and forth, and that makes it a little bit more difficult to keep up with. But you've got, um, you know, uh, Texas A&M's head coach facing off against his old team and, and a new head coach. So that's going to have some uh, some drama behind it as well when these two teams probably face off. Probably on Saturday is when um, I think they'll play against each other because A&M starts at one against uh, Oral Roberts. So, But A&M came on strong this year. Like I mentioned, they weren't ranked, ranked to, to start the season, but – uh, pitching was there with Micah Dallas, who who kind of kind of solidified that rotation a, a little bit. But um, offensive too. I mean, you look at Dylan Rock, and um, I'm a fan favorite of, of Ryan Targosh, who's actually from um, not from my hometown, but he's actually about 45, about 30 minutes away from an, and so kind of uh, you know neighboring town. So I've been kind of following him a little bit, and so. Uh, Jack Moss and these other guys that had kind of just you know kind of brought this offense together and Texas A&M is sitting ranked I mean number five overall and then hosting a regional it's going to be fun a fun college station regional with you know especially TCU and you know what are your thoughts on on Oral Roberts and, and Louisiana the Raging Cajuns well it's I mean in that in that in that bracket it's hard to you know be optimistic for that i really because it's i really like a&m there and obviously tcu and we shouldn't be just pushing them aside as well i think that's obviously right, yeah. what it's going to come down to i'm sure the the final two and that will will come down to, unless we you never know we could get a surprise we have said oral roberts has been um pretty impressive at one point i don't know as much about the raging cajuns as i probably should so they could probably surprise me but um I'll, i'm i'm taking a&m to come out of this to come out of this regional yeah, I, I have to I have to agree with with uh, with AM coming out. Now TCU, I mean, they did win the regular season Big 12 uh, championship. So, but they were ousted in um, the Big 12 tournament after the third game. That so they did not make it all the way to the championship game. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, TCU is is a, a good team that's coming on, especially with with pitching and whatnot. Uh, so it's going to be fun for them to to see these two Texas teams battle it out here in the College Station Regional and with a chance to go to the Super Regional. I, I have them. I just posted a bracket on social media uh, on, on Twitter. So if you are, are following the show, and you can go and check out my bracket and see who I have actually winning it, it all. And uh, I, I'm a little biased. They are out of Texas. So I'll get to that <laughs> nice. here. All right. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But anyways, but no, um, the College Station Regional is going to be fun. Um, if, if you're there, you know, in college station, you know, take pictures, tag us, do something. I mean, look, unfortunately we, we can, I'm going to be unable to be there, but, uh, wish I could, but 
I mean, that, that College Station Regional is going to be fun. Uh, TCU and Texas A&M with A&M coming out on top on that one. So let's jump a little bit further south now. We're actually, probably kind of towards the west a little bit to the Austin Regional. Oof. Yeah, I know. I was kind of, I don't know about you, man, but I was kind of on, on the fence whether or not Texas was actually going to host a regional because, you know, when we talked before the season, they were ranked number one. They were kind of the, the team to beat and the team to beat in the Big 12. And then they kind of just, uh, you know, some injuries kind of took place. And they kind of just, like I mentioned, they had that big loss to AM. They lost to Texas State. Uh, they even lost to the College, College of Charleston at, at one point in time in a, a midweek game. So a lot of things ju just did not go right for the Longhorns down the stretch, but they, rebounded they got hot there at the big 12 tournament make their way all the way to the championship game i mean they lose to oklahoma but um coming out of this austin regional uh, we have texas who's ranked number nine air force louisiana tech and dallas baptist one of our other texas teams so coming out of this regional how do you see it kind of playing out because it looks to be similar to the college station regional at least in, in my opinion yeah, that's exactly how I, I can I see it remotely as well, too. Um, but I got more of an edge to Texas here. I mean, obviously, they had some rough patches of the year, but they played well at the beginning, and now they're hosting again. And it's going to be probably you know just warm, warm nights or warm days in Austin, and that's a very offensive ballpark. And who's leading the country in home runs right now, my friend? Right. Even, yeah, even Melendez. Um, he's going to have, a, I think, a fire regionals and I, I think that the the Longhorns should do very well in this one but Dallas Baptist we talked about it we were hoping that they'd make it to yeah um, make it to the College World Series well they're only a few games away it could happen it could happen they have a pretty decent path I wouldn't say that this is the toughest path by far in any of the host cities for someone like Dallas Baptist to do it in um, Texas is beatable but yes even though they lost to Oklahoma they do have a lot of confidence right now. Yeah, they kind of hit the, um, you know, the, the get hot button right there at the, at the right time. And, you know, like I mentioned, you know, Ivan Melendez, who is, uh, you know, the nation's um, NCAA player of the year. I mean, yeah. rightfully so after what he put on a show offensively, uh, home runs, deluxe, um, you know, a, a good glove there at first base. But you can't count out uh, starting pitcher, left-hander Pete, uh, Pete Hansen as well. Um, he was very, very fantastic this season. I believe he only had just one loss uh, the entire season. So he was he was definitely fun to watch. I mean, they've got some other guys. I mean, that whole lineup, one through nine, is is very stacked. Just offensively, you've got guys like Murphy Staley, Douglas Hodo, um, you know, Silas Ardon behind the plate. So these guys can can definitely put up runs. I mean, we saw it against Oklahoma. I don't know if you had a chance to catch that game or not, but you know, Oklahoma was was ahead like seven to one or something in the was it the fifth inning or something. Um, but then all of a sudden Texas just like turned on a switch and came back and Oklahoma basically felt they had the game won, but they they ended up losing. Texas came back and I believe it won like ten to eight or something. I'll have to go back and actually pull that schedule. But I mean, that just goes to show just in college baseball in general that don't count yourself out yet. Exactly. Don't don't celebrate and think you've got the game won. So twelve to eight was that final score there. Been uh, actually Texas went on and took that series. That was in Arlington. That was at Globe Live Park. So um, or Field. Sorry, I get those two confused. Even though they're right next to each other, but they're, they're the same name. So, yeah. uh, but anyways, but um, you know Dallas Baptist. Uh, I kind of think I have. I've got Texas in in Louisiana, Louisiana Tech. Yeah, Louisiana Tech. I mean, again, we probably shouldn't, you know, put them aside. I know we're trying to focus on the Texas teams here, but yeah, Louisiana Tech is going to be a, another team as well. Um, I think that this is, you know, Air Force. I'm sorry. I think that you're gonna. Congratulations for making the field of absolutely, Air absolutely. Force. Yes. Um, and I, I don't want to say anything out of there, but I think you're going to be outmatched in this one. I really do. Um, but Texas should texas should do really well louisiana tech i think has the opportunity to maybe sneak in there but i'm i'm gonna be with you man i think dbu can can do something i think they really can but um 
one of my one of my eight picks is Texas, so I can't say they're not going to win this. <laughs> it's going to be interesting, especially when you look at the next bracket, which is there at uh, East Carolina. I mean, there's there, there's no Texas teams that are in that bracket, but I mean, uh, Virginia is in that in that next bracket, so there's a possibility, you know, a Texas Virginia matchup. You know, that would be you're from Virginia, right? Or you're yeah. that's yeah, right, yeah, you're Beach. Mm-hmm. Man, that that would be that would be fun if uh, you know both Texas and Virginia kind of hash it out there. You can, I don't know, do they? They don't travel back and forth. I don't. No, it stays at the host cities. Yeah, okay. That. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm, you know, there's so much things going on. So many things going on. So yeah. But uh, anyways, I mean, good Austin Regional that we've got coming up this weekend as well. So, uh, but let's jump into the state borough regional because um, even though uh, Georgia, Georgia Southern there is ranked number 16, it is hosting the regional, but we've got Texas Tech that is in that regional. Now, Texas Tech kind of started off, they are still ranked, to be honest. So they they are, um, you know, one of the, the, the top teams in the country and they kind of were the top team. I mean, for majority of the season, they kind of fell off a little bit kind of ranked in, in between you know 15 to 20, but then they kind of come, came back and now they were in the top 10. So, um, but Texas Tech didn't, unfortunately did not uh, actually, you know, make it deep into the, the Big 12 tournament, but, you know, Texas Tech coming out of that states that Statesboro Regional, which is also matched up with Notre Dame and UNC Greensboro. And uh, that's going to be a tough, tough bracket i think especially when you yes. look at uh you know georgia southern who's who's coming in at 14 18 and then you've got notre dame at 35 and 14 so those are two teams there that have been really tough this year to, to play against and i i don't know how this is going to how this bracket's gonna, gonna fare um what do you think how do you think these this is gonna match up here well, I feel like whoever has a you know, wins this one is going to have to go through Knoxville anyway. So, you know, whoever has the 16 seed, which happened with Georgia Southern, um, you know, the route's going to be difficult regardless. But yeah, yeah. Georgia Southern, you know, uh, out of the seeded teams, Georgia Southern, I think, has the hardest route to getting to Omaha um, because of the other teams that are in Statesboro and then where they have to go to next for the Super Regionals. But with that being said, um, as I said earlier in the podcast, they didn't give the ACC any love. and. No. Um, although they weren't the 16th seed or even, you know, remotely seeded at all, Notre Dame, I think in my mind should have been, and now they're in the seed, they're the same bracket with the 16th seed. So um, it's almost like 16 and 17, right with each other. If you wanted to play that game, I think Notre Dame has a really, really good shot of sneaking out of there to head to Knoxville or to super regional, however you want to call it. Um, Georgia Southern obviously has played fantastic. There is, it's going to be a very, that, that one's going to be one of the, better regionals to watch i think, I think so yeah i think it's gonna be a really good one um I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to watching that notre dame um was on a lot of people's minds is under the radar picks to make some omaha appearances and they're not in a good spot to do it because again they got to go through knoxville and in my mind tennessee is the best team in college baseball i haven't seen a team like and i and i know you probably don't like hearing this right now but um <laughs> i haven't seen a college baseball team as good as tennessee if ever, um, that, team I know. Is, that team is very good. That team is very good. You know, they're they are the only team in all of college baseball with over 50 wins. 53 and seven was their overall record. Insane. Now, this is this is kind of how I have you know my my bracket kind of set up right now. So, I do have Tennessee coming out of their regional with no mm-hmm. problems. Actually, facing Georgia Southern. Okay. So, yeah. so if if Tennessee beats Georgia Southern in the super regionals. And I've got Texas and Virginia in the Super Regionals, and Texas wins. I've got Tennessee and Texas matching up Oof. in possibly the first game of the College World Series. Now, when Tennessee was going through their their spiel of, I don't know how many games in a row that, that they won. Uh, um, it I was mean, a lot. That's all I know. It was it was, it was a, lot. a lot. And then Texas and Tennessee met up at the Shriners Classic in Houston. That's right. Texas beat Tennessee. To give them their first loss of the season so if these two teams match up again this has the the, the possibility to be a great game one starter in, in the college world series but these Absolutely. two teams because tcu is going to come out looking for blood because they had the opportunity to go undefeated at least until they got into the sec 
conference play mm-hmm. and Texas destroyed it. And so that's going to make for a story of college baseball when, when the college world series. So that's hypothetically, that's, that's I mean, if my, my bracket. Hey, hypothetically, out. if Texas and Tennessee <laughs> are the first game of the college world series, I would say whoever catches lightning that bottle first might be your might be the person who wins the entire thing might be the team that wins the entire thing um and both those teams have the opportunity to win lightning in a bottle and and again tennessee this has so much going for him blake tildwell finally getting healthy and doing his thing Mm -hmm. jordan beck is absolutely outstanding um there's just a lot of things to be excited for for that tennessee team right now and especially after them playing they're playing with a chip on their shoulder playing in this in in knoxville this weekend they definitely are because of what happened last year I, I just wouldn't want to be anywhere near them until I absolutely had to be. No, no, I, it's gonna be fun. That that's this is like the. I mean, you know, you, you get all that hype with the NCAA baseball. I mean, basketball tournament, but now you've got baseball because you've got all these teams like like Tennessee, like Texas, you know, Cinderella teams that are that are, could come out because any one of these teams, especially within the lower parts of the bracket, could definitely you know come in and and completely changed the landscape and, and wreck everybody's bracket just like dallas baptist did last year dallas baptist was one of those cinderella teams and yeah anything can happen now it's what makes college baseball so fun so just an interesting little tidbit there just to kind of you know uh kind of set the scene a little bit because you know that could possibly pan out with with the college world series you know coming up between tennessee and texas so but the last regional, the last team that we've got uh, that is uh, one of our Texas teams is Texas State, which is in the Stanford regional. They are going out west to Palo Alto, and that's going to be a tough, tough regional because you've got Stanford coming in, who's number two overall, who comes in and with a record of 40 and 14. Also, two in the Stanford regional is Binghamton, Texas State, and UC Santa Barbara. UC Santa Barbara is 43 and 12 this season now being hampton is they are the team with looks like an under 500 record in the in automatic the, yeah that's crazy mm-hmm. at that's 22 crazy. and 28 coming in with a below 500 record in the ncaa tournament i don't think i've ever seen that before it's happened a few times, but it's not like it's not very likely at all. And it's because of those automatic bids. They got lucky in their conference tournament and, and stuck it in a couple conference tourney winners in this one with Stanford, um, with Texas State, UC Santa Barbara. Both of those teams won their conferences very, very nicely, I would, decisively, if you would. Um, right. it, yeah, very, very good. Um, to me, um, Stanford's going to look good in this one. It's hard to not yeah. pick Stanford, especially with what happened with Brock Jones this year. Didn't really have a great start of the season, but now he's starting to really start to show himself at the right time. Um, and then you just add in everything. They, you didn't have a good Brock Jones and still found a way to be the second seed, and now you got a good Brock Jones with a healthy Stanford squad. Good luck. Watch out. But that UC Santa Barbara-Texas State game, when that happens, that's going to be a really interesting game because both of those teams, like I said, won their conferences very handedly, they're going to play good against each other. So um, one of those teams I think are going to obviously have to, you know, battle out with Stanford to, to make right. it through that yeah. region. It'll be tough to say which one. Santa Barbara really has it going on. Texas State does it too. So I guess it all depends on – I think that one comes down to, you know, maybe the last at-bat even. Could be an extra inning game. We don't know. Um, but that's going to be one of the, the matchups to really watch out for. It's one that's very under-the-radar pick in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. Texas State coming in, not ranked as well to start the season, but I mean, they just played phenomenal baseball. Uh, head coach Stephen Trout kind of just came in and kind of revamped this whole program. And now, I mean, coming in over 40 wins, which is the first time in, in program history at 45 and 12, they go out and they do very well there in, in the Sunbelt Conference. And then come into the tournament, you know, in a tournament where Stanford is coming in hot, but you know, Texas state, they got hot too, right when they needed to, I think at one point in time this season, they had not lost a weekend series matchup all season long. And it was I mean, a consecutive streak of, of, of wins for, for Texas state because uh, started to be unranked and then they come in and they're ranked and they were ranked in, in the top 15. And 
I'm going through to see, but uh, looking at their their weekend series, you know they swept. Uh, you know Baylor beat Baylor, UT Arlington. They beat UTSA. Yeah, I don't think they. No, they did not lose a weekend series all year. Wow, that's pretty crazy. When you look at uh, they played, you know, you know Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. I mean, they're they're the team that's you know there in, in the College Station Regional. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, a couple midweek losses to Sam Houston and Carnet Word. Uh, they did do a split with Texas, uh, a home and home series. So they they beat Texas and Austin. So that was a big time boost right there. Uh, they played Ohio State. Yeah, they did not lose a weekend series all season long. That's pretty wow. crazy. Yeah, that's that's impressive and that's important moving into somewhere as big as like Ohio City um, when they start out tomorrow. Yeah, I know they were on the bubble to be to actually host a regional. Um, not sure quite what happened. Maybe it was the loss in the conference tournament. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, they're looking to play UC Santa Barbara on Friday or uh, tomorrow, actually. So, um, you know, they're yeah, one of the teams. That's that's a game you got to watch. Then I didn't know it was the first one. I thought it was maybe later on in the in the time. But yeah, UC Santa Barbara, Texas State. If you have an opportunity to to watch that game, if it's on at the right time and your team's not playing or you have an opportunity to put it on, do so. That's a that's a way to fall in love with college baseball even more. Absolutely. That's uh, game two. Just looking at that, it's going to be the second game on Friday. So oh, okay, okay. Um, but uh, there are another team. Another program that canceled a game, a midweek game, due to RPI, so they kind of followed suit with Texas A&M. But uh, I think I, it's I don't be- feel as bad. Like I yeah. still need to change. Don't get me wrong. I'm still all for that needs to change. But if everyone's doing it, I don't feel as bad when smaller schools, not Power Five schools, um, cancel out because the smaller schools need to take any kind of advantage you possibly can. Um, right. Because the power five schools can do it and not worry about maybe missing a paycheck of, you know, financial woes of a game or something like that. But if a smaller school finds it to their best interest to cancel one because of RPI and be OK with that financial strain, then awesome. And, and at least for right now, until changes happen, I'm not too mad about it. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that, that makes perfect sense. And, you know, it's, you know. Schools are whether large or small are going to, are going to continue to to do that stuff with with the RPI. So, yeah, I don't. Know. But the landscape of college baseball, I think it's going to change soon. It's just a matter of when. But you know, coming out of that that uh, that Stanford regional, uh, I do have Stanford over Texas State. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I, I just think Stanford is just good, even though uh, pitching might be a little bit of concern, especially within the bullpen. But um, you know. I, I have them matching up in super regionals, Stanford, that is, to Wake Forest as well. So Yep. I got a couple I got a couple Texas teams making Omaha, but unfortunately Texas State's not one of them. Stanford's just too good of a ball club. Yeah, like you mentioned, Brock Jones coming in at the right time. Just I mean, like we even we mentioned in uh when we did our our, season, our preseason preview um before the season started, it's all about that getting hot, right? Getting That's hot it. at the right time. And we're going to see that starting tomorrow. We're going to see what team is hot and how far they can go. And so let's do this. Just kind of round out the show real quick here. If you have a, a bracket set, you know, feel free to share it. I'm, if I'm putting you on the spot, let me know. But who do you have kind of as, as your Omaha 8? Let's, let's see. I know. I think we may have did one. Maybe yeah. we did not. I don't think we did. We, we did. I can. I couldn't remember what. I couldn't remember what we did. Oh, and by the way, since it's showing here, great Texas baseball T-shirt right here, as you can see. So definitely, um, I'll I'll plug it for you, Rip. Um, check out the Texas Baseball Report swag because it's great. I can vouch for it myself. Got a fantastic shirt right. Here. But um, the eight teams to make it to Omaha. I found it. Oh, I found good, it. awesome. All right, well, let's hear. Let's hear what we got before we say them. Okay, so um, so you had Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Stanford, Arizona, Texas, Texas State, and East Carolina. Ooh, I think maybe yeah. about three or four of them might be okay still. Maybe about half of my predictions still. Um, wow, I said Mississippi State. I mean, hard to hard to disagree at that point, right? When Landon sends right. a selfie. Um, <laughs> But wow. Um, okay, so 
Did I say Tennessee at all? No. I, wow. Wow. And I know I talked about on the show how Tennessee is going to be fun, but I must have said they just snuck this fuck out, I bet. Well, Tennessee is going to be in Omaha. Um, I barring crazy stuff. I just can't see it happening with everything we've talked about already. And then we haven't even talked about the crazy Ben Joyce um, who throws it faster than um, oh, you know, dude. A, speed, a speeding bullet. Um, so <laughs> he's so fun to watch. Uh, he's going to make, he's going to make a Chapman look like a sloth in a couple of years when he's finally next to the big leagues. Um, but yeah, uh, Tennessee and Stanford are the two that to me are, are no doubters in my mind right now. Um, I'd like, I like UCLA and I like Arizona and then Texas, Texas A&M. Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then um, I wrote them down. What was the other two? I got two more. Um, No. Um, Let's see. What was Tennessee, Stanford, Texas A&M, Texas, um, UNC, there it was. North Carolina, okay. Arizona. I said UCLA, right? And then yeah. um, Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma, I think they have the most craziest confidence right now after what they did in the Big 12 tournament. I think they yeah. I think they are coming in with the most momentum in the entire tournament. Yeah, that was, you know, I, I remember when we were doing our, our preseason uh, preview and we kind of talked about Oklahoma, even though everybody had kind of, had expectations for them coming into last season because of their pitching, the bullpen and whatnot. Everybody kind of just brushed them aside. And all of a sudden Oklahoma kind of sneaks in kind of, you know, just, they just did their thing. They, they really did. And, you know, here they are coming into the tournament. Let me, I'm trying to look at for the, um, the regional that, uh, cause they are hosting a regional. I will say it was hard for me to pick Arizona over East Carolina because I knew I picked East Carolina. Um, but although they are a really hot team right now, I, I, I think they're going to fade out a little bit. Arizona is just one of those teams. It's hard for you to, you know, to throw, to throw out, you know, to, yeah, to absolutely. and as much as, like I said, Texas is a really, really good team. I know you got Texas and Virginia in the super regional. If for some reason it's not Virginia, watch out for Miami. Watch out for Miami. I think Miami can really sneak in in there. Yeah, yeah. My, I've got uh, I've got Miami coming into the Super Regional. So let me let, me, let let's, let's do this. I've see the Oklahoma. Yeah, there they are. Okay, so that they're actually in the Coral Gable uh, Regional there in Florida. So mm-hmm. um, they Oklahoma was thirty-seven and twenty this season. I actually don't have Oklahoma. I have Oklahoma and Florida squaring off in the regional and florida actually advanced into the super regional so um Ooh, okay yeah yeah I, florida is a, is one of those teams that i think is going to be a sleeper this year um but when we did our, our preseason preview my omaha eight was i had texas stanford arkansas vanderbilt mississippi state so we both had mississippi state there notre dame we both had arizona and georgia tech and I don't think Georgia Tech made it into the tournament this year. I don't think so either. I name th- at all. I think. Oh, no. uh, wow. Yeah. Mississippi State. Yeah, Mississippi State. I mean, the 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 Finn Oh, Georgia Tech. Was- Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech made the one. They're in nine. Yeah, they did. They're Which one are they? That's what. They're oh, Knoxville. okay. That's I, why it's I so easy now. for us to pass them up, though, because they're in Knoxville. Oh yeah, was. Georgia- Played great this year. They were one of the teams that was like leading the home uh, country in home runs. Them camp. Once I saw Campbell's name, I was like, oh yeah, Campbell. Um, yeah, Knoxville, Knoxville region is going to be fun to watch. Like I saw state, you're kind of an outlier there. But um, if you want to watch, if you're if you're a baseball fan that likes to watch home runs, watch the Knoxville uh, regional because Tennessee, Campbell, and Georgia Tech were all in the top five in home runs. Yeah, it's gonna be a, that's gonna be a fun one. Georgia Tech coming in at thirty-four and twenty-two. So, so this is who I've got this year. Since my bracket is completely changed now from when we did the the preview, so I've got Tennessee and Texas. Okay, I've got Texas A&M and Florida, which is a rematch in the semifinal of the SEC tournament, in which Florida knocked out Texas A&M. So mm-hmm. I think that's gonna be a good one there. 
Stanford. Okay, Oklahoma State was a team that surprised me this year. Yeah. And I had kind of in the, in the Big 12, I had, you know, I had Texas Tech, I had Texas Tech, Texas and TCU as the three teams to kind of watch in the Big 12 and Oklahoma State just came in just really out of nowhere 39 and 20 and kind of just got up to what uh, rank number 3 in the country I think is where they were at at one point in time and then a, a couple of losses kind of knocked them down a little bit but uh but yeah they were a team they're ranked number 7 here as a number 7 seed in the tournament so Stanford and Oklahoma State and then LSU and UCLA to round out my okay. bracket in college world series so LSU I like the LSU I think that one's a good pick. Um, you took LSU over Miami. Okay, I got you. You sure? take Canisius. You sure? <laughs> no. Twenty and no. twenty-three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I know. You know what? I like the Florida and Gonzaga pick. How you said that battle out? You know, I, Gonzaga. Yeah. I think they have a foundation. So obviously, you know, you shorten your rotation when you're in, um, you know, the world, the regionals, super regionals, however you're talking talking about college world series to make it that far i think gonna have a really fun opportunity to you know sandwich those guys and make it very for you know obviously people in um in their first regional but if they make it the super regionals and i think they have a really good chance at making it out of the regionals um i know i'm speaking you know of a virginia team but this is the first time virginia tech's hosted in i couldn't tell you the last time it could be the first time ever it's been a long time yeah right and it they get me wrong, but I could see Gonzaga coming out with it. And I think that that rotation, you know, well, well, if we have a conversation maybe after the World Series, I would love to do yeah. that. I bet that might be something we talk about. Is the Gonzaga rotation got them to wherever? Might not be Omaha, but at least to the Super Regionals or something. And that might be something they talk about. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be fun. Just no matter what. I mean, just coming out of that uh, that regional there at Virginia Tech um you know louisville gosh there's just a lot of a lot of great host sites that i mean north carolina Mar- maryland it's another team that i don't even think we had pegged coming out of the big 10. i mean it's just yeah I, I think we had nebraska at some point at one point winning the big 10 because they they did so well um last season yeah yeah just and crazy. we were we were but we were so iffy about what happened to big 10 because they remember only played big 10 opponents last season so exactly yeah we didn't know what to expect of the big 10 this year um yeah there's going to be a lot of really fun games tomorrow i'm really excited for this to kick off um it's gonna i'm gonna try my hardest to balance out the the women's college world series and and the, the men's here at the beginning they're going to blend over to each other really hard but i know the women's started today and they've been really fun Talking about the Texas baseball report here. Well, the Texas softball report for you, Rip. And the Texas really did a nice upset today against UCLA, and that was really fun to watch. A lot, a lot of good defense to um, on, on the the Lady Longhorn side. So, um, you know, college college World Series softballs in action. We've got college men's college baseball kicking up. I mean, uh, the, the, these ladies are tough, week. man. It is going to yeah. be a good week, a good weekend for for college baseball. So. But uh, man, Christian, it's been fun talking college baseball with you again, and uh, it's it's good. I'm glad I still had our our picks from oh, yeah. from the preseason because uh, it's crazy how things have changed now. Teams that are that we thought would be in like Vanderbilt, and Mississippi State, uh, didn't make it this year. I mean, two teams that were playing for the, the the title last season are not there, and it's that's just the dynamic of college baseball. So. But yeah. uh, it's been it's been fun, man, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely touch base after the World Series and, and kind of see how how everything how we did because you know uh, we we make these predictions, but you know uh, we do it for fun. We'll kind of test our knowledge, you know. But uh, but man, uh, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can find all your your podcasts as well, and what you got going on over there at Slasher Sports. Awesome, appreciate that, and I definitely have to get myself into filling out one of these brackets tonight before it takes off. I, I pulled it up while we were talking here and it got me all excited. So um, I'm about to get that in there. Do you, is it, is it fill in or did you have to fill that in yourself? So I, I filled it in myself through okay. you know the, the PDF, but, uh, okay, but yeah, gotcha. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Um, probably right when we get off here, I'm all, I'm all hyped up about the, the games. Tomorrow. Right. But I really appreciate you having me on again. Always a blast talking baseball with you, whether it's college baseball, 
professional, whatever it is, my friend. But you can find all my work at slashersports.com. We are a sports website. We do focus on baseball, and there's a little bit of horror in there as well. That's why the slasher comes in with the sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. And then you can find my podcast, The Route Report, uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube, all, always free and available. Uh, latest episode, um, I cover everything within the MLB. Last episode, we were talking about the Philadelphia Phillies. What the hell's going on with them? Um, so we'll see what happens with uh, that one. That was a really cool conversation. You can find that on our YouTube or anywhere um, we find Slasher Sports. And again, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, I appreciate it very much. You know, it's like, like you mentioned, man, it's going to be a fun weekend of college baseball. I'm excited. I'm hyped. It's been our, the first full season of college, of following college baseball for the Texas Baseball Port. So uh, we've done we went to saw texas and lsu this this year which is which was fun which i mean i, I think lsu is a, a great program as well so uh it's gonna be a fun weekend of college baseball i mean college world series just a couple weeks away so but uh, that's gonna do it for this episode remember you can follow the show on twitter instagram and facebook at texas baseball report you can also call in if you have any baseball questions and that number there is 210-263-3253 so but that's gonna do it for this episode guys Take care.